0: Because they know in their hearts that if more people see how they really feel and how they act, they'll never win another election. That's, I mean, they're not stupid. I mean, they're stupid, but they're not stupid. I mean, they.
1: <laughs> Attention passengers. We ask that
0: you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the
2: overhead compartments. Fly over country when Scott Jennings is prepared for takeoff.
3: Mask appeal. While we're on the plane, Christians are singing. Ron DeSantis taking on Walt Disney World and the libs of TikTok this week on Flyover Country with Scott Jennings. I'm your roundtable host, Joe Arnold, alongside with Sean Southard, Kevin Grout,
0: Jared Crawford, and the aforementioned Scott Jennings. Hello, Scott. I'm nodding. Good I'm, I'm, nice. I'm going to have a few words. I'm going to be the, very efficient tonight because I'm I'm a little worried about my vocal cords. So I'm just going to occasionally you may have to translate my nods. The shortest podcast ever (laughs) in the history of of our country. That does it tonight, folks. We'll see you next week. (laughs)
4: But
3: thrilled to be back with all of you. And we are recording this. We always just kind of tell you this. so You kind of know what our context and frame of mind is. Uh, 953 on Wednesday, April 20th, 2022 in the evening, I should point out. And uh, just within the last few hours, the Justice Department filing notice It will appeal the Florida federal judge's order striking down the long-running rule that forced plane and train passengers to wear masks. This is just a day after Joe Biden said, it's up to you whether you wear a mask or not. But first of all, Scott, because you have been one of the leading crusaders, at least in podcast world, over this entire battle, at least for a short period of time, there was a reprieve. And I think you flew on the day this was actually relaxed. Yeah,
0: I landed in Boston on Monday Monday. And it was right right before it got taken off. And then Tuesday morning, I was flying back to Kentucky. And so I flew on a plane, you know, the morning after this came out. And in Boston, um, I would say, you know, quite a few people still had their masks on at the airport. A lot of uh, Boston Marathon runners were going home. But then when I got to Chicago and was coming back to Louisville, uh, a lot fewer masks in Chicago. This is all anecdotal. You know, a lot fewer masks in Chicago, a lot fewer masks on the plane, and then a lot fewer masks in the Louisville Terminal. So, it looked to me like a lot of people were taking advantage of it. The political piece of this, and I'm interested in your all's thoughts, of course. I am stunned. My initial reaction is, it's amazing that this got struck down by a federal judge. And Joe Biden never never squeezed an ounce of political goodwill out of being a president who, like, lifted a mandate. It took us out of restriction restriction mode. That was my initial thought. And then not only, not only did... That happened. They took it another step tonight by his government filing to reinstate it. I, I, I mean, I, I could not have imagined a more inept decision. I, I never would have thought they would have been this politically inept, but they really are. And then that the politics of it are, are just bizarre to me. And then on the other side, this, this judge in Florida getting just absolutely crushed on Twitter by these lefties and these journalists. You mean the—
3: the less experienced
0: young woman who's yeah. the judge? Yeah, I mean, basically saying a, a woman uh, of her age shouldn't be trusted with these responsibilities. I mean, it's essentially what they're saying. It's outrageous. It's misogynist. Was, it's, she, was she confirmed to be a federal judge? She was by the United States Senate, <laughs> just like everybody else. And so I, I this has been a crazy week. I, th- I By the way, I feel like since Elon Musk <laughs> said he was going to buy Twitter, the left in this country has lost its ever-loving mind. On Twitter, this libs of TikTok thing we're going to talk to, they lost their mind. People lost their mind over the map. Like, literally, Elon Musk has set off a national like gas leak. Everybody is now gone insane, and every crazy thing, is, they're letting it all hang out. It's crazy.
2: Enjoy this time, people. Uh, <laughs> but this whole situation just seems like a typical Biden blunder. He finds a situation of his own making. He could have ended the mass mandate a long time ago. He, he should have ended it at the State of the Union. Right. He found himself Which in a he situation. Did, didn't
0: he? No, he not didn't. On, not but I'm planes. saying
3: he. But 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 from an image standpoint, none of them wearing wearing masks. They're all hugging on each other. Right. Well, Some, that that's, that was the, that's Super the, Bowl. State of the Union. That's it was the over. crazy
0: part. Is is everybody had basically we'd all agreed this is over.
3: Right.
0: right. And Biden was going to use the State of the Union to sort of you know this is We're the country back. like yeah. And then he doesn't lift the thing. He's not wearing a mask. Although the day before he was meandering around outside alone wearing a mask. Then he goes into the chamber. He's not wearing a mask. He doesn't lift this mandate. Then they extended it again. It's
2: it's so crazy. It's just, it makes no sense. A bad situation of his own making. And then he dithers for two days. Like you said, Joe, he said he was going to let everybody make their own decision. And then his administration said well, we're going to think about appealing it. Then they finally appealed it, and they're just losing every step of the way.
3: There actually was a reporter, I don't know who it was, that asked during a news conference at the White House of Jen Psaki saying, can you help us understand when is it that the that the president is speaking like as a matter of the administration, and when is he just kind of riffing on his heart? I'm making up that word, riffing. But 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 <laughs> right. truly, right. They're, they're looking for some definition here, but it, it speaks to the – The the, the pattern – and basically it is sort of like the Biden – you know, this is the Biden administration in a nutshell – is that he says something that maybe lingers out there for an hour or two or maybe a day or two, and then people slowly
1: begin to dissemble.
2: They they were really asking when should we wait for the follow-up email from staff walking back what the leader of the free world said.
1: Which is how a lot of U.S. senators operate, but you can't operate like that as president of the United States. I guess that's a difference, isn't it? I mean, when you look at
3: Joe Biden as president versus Joe Biden as uh, as a U.S. senator, when well, you can get away with something like
0: that. Yeah, I mean, I mean these these uh, legislators. I think this is true at the national and at the state level. I mean, you can kind of just you almost like a pundit, you know, in some ways, just comment on the news of the day and move on. But the 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 word, well, who told us the words of a president matter? Who told us that? I'll do. I'll take over the quiz. Question. <laughs> Who said the words of a president matter? Ding, ding, ding! I think it was Joe Biden. Yeah, and 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 now we're often told by the press secretary and others, some words matter and some don't.
3: Well, okay, now back to the actual uh, the just the news of the day in terms of the mask mandate being lifted by the federal, by the federal judge in Florida now being uh, appealed that decision uh, by the Justice Department on uh, they, at least they filed notice of that on on Wednesday night comes at a similar time as a a poll came out. Um, This is Associated Press, the NORC, Center for Public Affairs Research. And it finds that 56% of Americans still favor requiring people on planes, trains, and public transport to wear masks compared with 24% opposed. 56, 24, 20% neither in favor or opposed. That is a pretty
2: stark contrast. I wonder if any of those 56% of people have actually ridden a plane. Well,
3: and then the other question, of course, is I don't I don't know. I don't have the crosstabs on this poll in terms of this truly could be a a flyover country versus coastal poll situation. And of course, you have more people who live on the coasts.
0: If if, I hope Democrats believe this, (laughs) I hope they believe it and I hope they run on it. I really do, because if you believe this, I got a bridge I'll sell you out here somewhere. I mean, there's no way. There's no way. I'm sorry. It's just, there's no way. There's no way. Now, it is true. Most people don't travel. You know, most people aren't on a plane, so maybe they don't care. I wonder what the breakdown would be among travelers. I mean, just the anecdotal evidence alone is enough to tell you travelers were over this. But look around. Go outside. Go to the store. Go to the mall. You know, go anywhere. This is over.
3: It's over. I will say, Sean, go ahead.
1: Well, I was going to say, it's like, how many states... Still have mask mandates right right now. That's a that's a great question that I think that we we need to. It would be interesting to compare that because flyover country, I would say if by and large has given up on the mask mandates a long time ago. Yeah, and heck, even some Democrat states correct gave the, up on it. The a long city time of ago.
2: Philadelphia recently reimposed an indoor mask mandate, well, and there I'm, are public health I'm experts shocked. out there saying. Don't follow Philadelphia's example. We have other measures. That's a little much. Right.
0: I I just, as a political matter, there is no possible way, no possible way Biden is on the right side of this. None. Zero. The only zero. Thing, None, thing I'll say
3: here about all this is that, uh, and and I, I'm sure I'll have some people arguing against me here, even though there were some great moments captured by people on their cell phones in mid-flight I guess that was on Monday when yeah. this actually happened, and people—I mean, uh, you know—pilots kind of being the heroes, the flight attendants announcing these things, and people throwing their masks over their head. I personally believe that they should not have announced it mid-flight. Why? I think because if there are people, because again, I support people who cho- who who believe, wh- however faulty their reasoning might be in your estimation. If people believe that they need a mask to travel for whatever reason, whether they have an autoimmune deficiency or a psychological one, that they if, if, if they boarded that flight with the full confidence of knowing that people had to wear masks before they boarded, and then, it, that, then the rules change halfway through, I don't think it's fair for them. I think they should have waited for the flight to be over, and then fine.
1: It's, it's just it's just another h-
3: half an hour so you, more.
1: You so specifically, you specifically think that there's a social contract whenever you buy a plane ticket, that the rules on masking are set, that you are bound by those rules from the beginning to the end of the flight, regardless of what the science or what it, the federal government says about such rules.
0: And furthermore, to make sure I understand, you believe – that someone could simultaneously be so concerned about their own personal health that they got on an airplane wearing a mask and believed that that item alone is the only thing stopping them from dying. And, an airplane,
2: where it's the safest air any of us will ever breathe. I, I mean, I, I, I'm just trying to make sure I understand.
0: For, just, to, Just to
3: be clear, I believe that airplanes are one of the safest places you can be. I believe that the that the air filtration systems are superior to what we have in most other parts of our life. I personally cannot I have I have faked eating on a plane for hours at a time for the sake of not being able to wear a mask. Faked, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> I've heard you're a long eater.
0: Okay, well,
3: I have protracted my meals for the sake of not being able to wear a mask. I don't know how many of those little cookies all I all those eat, <laughs> but it was a lot. <laughs> it was, it was
1: Excuse a me, little stewardess, little. <laughs> stewardess, can I, I just, get another bag of peanuts, please? <laughs>
3: exactly, or pretzels. Anyway, with all that said, I still believe, and again, and, and, and to Sean's point earlier, that uh, and uh, however cleverly both of you worded your... Your uh, arguments against what I'm saying here and make me sound ridiculous. I still
0: believe. No, that's like asking, do these pants make me look fat? (laughs) No, it ain't the pants. It's not the pants.
4: (laughs) (laughs) This is the ridiculousness of all of this. This is this is like we we have like gone so far in having reasonable conversations about this. Joe Biden at the State of the Union or whatever should have said it's over. If you want to wear a mask, right. Wear a mask. That's it. Period. That's what the rest of our lives should be. If, if you're 20 years old and until you die, you want to wear. Go ahead. Like there's, it's just we have reached such a silly conversation about mid-flight versus. I mean, it. Like Joe, you have to realize how ridiculous you sound. Like no offense <laughs> to your, No offense to your actual argument, but it's just a, it's a level of ridiculous that's insane. I mean, it's insane.
3: Again, you have to bear in mind that there are people who sincerely believe this, and they bought into, to, to Sean's point before, they bought into the belief saying, this: these are the rules when I get on there. I must say it wouldn't hurt anybody for everything. But aren't you, aren't you
0: arguing that then the only place they can go is an airplane? Because any place else they go in their pr- private life, there will be people there without masks because there are no mandates anywhere but inside an airplane.
3: That's a very good point.
0: Can they not go
3: anywhere? How many states still have uh, mandates? <laughs>
4: Zero. Zero. guam is the only
0: place that has a mandate Aww. guam I thought Guam had it together i'm like canceling yeah. my trip <laughs> you go going to guam i was thinking of it could have flown <laughs> not the, anymore flown the whole so, way
1: there with no mask the... so to the whole point yeah. flyover country yeah forget flyover country the whole entire country no mask mandates yeah. But if you want to Except travel, if you want to in the air, <laughs> That's right. Put one on. So, what is the what? what b- well, b- back to your
3: point. Yes, go ahead, Sean.
1: I just want to say, did you all see what what Jin Saki said? I think it was yesterday or today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. I just knocked over Joe's microphone. We-
2: <laughs>
1: That's the first I time. Wear this for a mask. <laughs> oh oh my goodness! It's getting so warm. warm. Did you see where she said it was? It was today. It was Wednesday. She said uh, whether or not they're ripping their masks off. Uh, with regards to videos of passengers rejoicing, quote, our focus here with the rule was seeing what power we had to preserve what we felt was in the public health interest of the country. Now, our focus here was seeing what power we had. It's all about power. I understand. That! It's chilling. No one should should be saying that. By the way, (laughs) and this is an executive branch statement,
0: I will remind you all, the United States Senate took a vote on this just
1: a few weeks ago. 57 to 40. Bipartisan. 57 to 40. And Nancy Pelosi said no. And not too many things in the Senate getting 57 votes these days. Not even Supreme Court justices.
0: I'm just saying, this is more popular than Katenji Brown Jackson. So on that score. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that it score. It got more votes than the Supreme Court confirmation, as was pointed out. So in the, the last Senate, three. Th- that's right. This th- is the most
1: popular <laughs> thing that you can do. Right, this could now. have been a huge moment to bring the country together.
3: I, I agree with you on that, and especially if Biden had stuck with it, or back at the State of the Union, had and said it's but over. Now. But,
0: but when he did it, he should have he should have uh, grounded all planes. Like he should have just had a national cancellation of all flights for right. forty-eight. to Let everyone emotionally
1: cope with his announcement. <laughs> he should have said the airlines. The airlines should refund every ticket. That's if you bought a ticket. On the belief that this is the only safe space. emotional
2: support animals on the tarmac, (laughs) ready to go.
0: And those animals should be masked. Should Should be masked, masked. (laughs) yes, yes. Or have lots of facial hair, like like a sheepdog. It's sort of naturally. Facial filter
3: hair. I've always wanted to know how it felt like to be on the opposite end of one of the Scott Jennings attack ads. (laughs) (laughs) Because
0: you just take a little bit of a point. You stretch it out. By the way. Like Silly Putty. On the plane, interestingly, so I was on a couple of planes. On the first plane the the flight attendant who was making the announcement saying we're no longer enforcing this. You could tell she did not like it and she was like, "Now, that doesn't mean you can't wear one. In fact, we have a whole bunch of them. Up here so come up here and get one if you need one." The second plane I was on, much different. "We're no longer enforcing it." So, all right. You know, it was like, so I actually think people's experience with this in the in the near sure. term will be subjective right. based upon the attitude of the of the flight crew so as a political matter. Yes. And you pointed out a moment ago
3: this is a Joe Biden opportunity that was missed. Missed in this regard. Now, and not just missed, but now they've gone the wrong way. And say so that was my question for you because you said it's obvious we should be aware of it, but go ahead and spell it out for the people like me who who don't get it. How so is this a situation where it's just going to prolong the the, the political points that can be made
0: on this in the midterms? Well, I remember for a long time for a period of time, the White House was trying to claim that it was Biden who had ended the pandemic, that it was Biden who, right, this was their talking points. We ended the pandemic. We were, you know, we vaccinated everyone and we sort of brought the country out of the Trump doldrums and out of the pandemic. How can you simultaneously argue you ended the pandemic, but you're still trying to mask everybody on an airplane? It It, 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 it just shoots holes in the arguments they had been previously trying to make about them having essentially rescued the country. And so, that also, it's just a common sense issue. People hate baloney. They hate it, and they know it makes no sense. Why do I not wear a mask at the store, but you're making me wear a mask on an airplane? The baloney, the absolute baloney of it. And then the power, I think, is another interesting point, because Republicans have been saying this from the beginning. Should the government have this much power, non legislative power this was all administrative all executive branch orders no votes i mean this was all being done by executive fiat and i don't i think people are uncomfortable with it and so for a number of reasons joe i think it's terrible politics i do
3: think from a long effect on this is is going to be and unfortunately is that up until this point the centers for disease control and prevention had a fairly good reputation i think uh, unless uh, you think I'm wrong here, before the pandemic, no. Yes, uh, I think they had more trust in the American people. I agree with that. More, more yeah. people would have listened to them, uh, and and I think uh, at this point, it, it, it's, it's, it's 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 they're just like one other voice in a well, myriad that of to all
1: institutions.
0: But 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 the CDC, I think in particular, because of the contradictory statements, mm-hmm. horrific communications. Right.
1: Wear your goggles to prevent the COVID. You know.
0: I mean, they they've had a, and Walensky is an is an absolute
1: disaster,
0: just terrible. And also, by the way, it was revealed, I think, through document releases, that they were in touch with labor unions, teachers unions, as much as they were at experts as it related to these mandates. So you had the White House saying, "We're only going to follow the science," and then you've got the supposed scientists being led around the no, by the nose by the, the labor union. So that, you know, it punctured, punctured their credibility. One more
3: thought for all of you before we get to Kevin's quiz, and then we'll get to Christian singing on planes. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, and, and that is, you, you brought up before about how the Elon Musk uh, Twitter takeover news maybe was maybe the straw that broke a camel's back on progressives, liberals, whatever. Where they just I think at this point, anytime you feel like you're losing control, Anytime you feel like that you are – somehow you had the world by the tail, and all of a sudden the, that, that that tiger's turned on you. Uh, you know, I, I'm just – is that part of the desperation play that we're seeing right now? If, if you think that we were in charge, we did have power, we did have control, and all of a sudden it's it's not quite in our grasp anymore? Is that and, – and what, and what uh, I guess, politically or, or culturally, what are the implications of
2: that? But how could you not see this coming? Everyone in flyover country has been ready for this for months. We're talking about the State of the Union. That was months ago. And we're still just waiting for everyone to finally be ready to call this pandemic over. If you're surprised by this, you haven't been paying attention. But
0: it's been, I mean, for those of us who live in middle America, it's been over for a long time. That is true. It's been over for a long time. That's that's what always seems so ridiculous about this particular mandate is that I mean when is it, how long does it take for the government to catch up with the rest of us I mean it's been over it's over that is the and again the function
3: of this podcast is often to be that and I know that you Scott on, on your appearances on CNN are often sort of the emissary or interpreter for middle America because there's there's very few people on those networks on the coast who kind of understand some of that and it, but it is true if you're listening on the on, in the beltway or you're listening on any of the coasts we're not just saying this as a political matter we're telling you it has been over for a long time.
0: Remember one of the right before the Ukraine war started, one of the last pandemic related panels, we talked about it on the podcast. I think you know I was on with a woman who was arguing that people shouldn't be allowed on airplanes unless they could prove their vaccination status. I mean the there is a cohort of people out there who have decided that airports are the exclusive domain of, of the fringe lunatic base of Joe Biden. That's what they, they have decided that airports are there. Domain. And nobody should be allowed in them but them.
2: Because you've made the point before, Scott, that airports are where they have all the power. It's the reason we're still taking off our shoes. You've really brought me around to your TSA side here.
0: Abolish the TSA. By the way, I've seen people tweet, if we can get a federal judge to throw out the mask, can we get him to throw out the shoe deal? (laughs) And I'm like, I think if we just start writing like like messages on our – like religious messages on our shoes, we might have First Amendment grounds here. So the last – I'm just saying –
1: that does, that does, that would be a, a First Amendment case. I'm
0: just saying,
3: that's right. Do I, do I have a right to take off my shoes and socks on the plane? No. No,
0: if you do that, I'll personally throw you off the plane. There are some, like, common <laughs> rules of, of human
1: well,
0: decency. You can Mask sing on the plane, shoes on. you can play your guitar, <laughs> I've <I'm, laughs> socks off. Who in here has been on, on a plane where somebody had their shoes off? Absolutely. With socks I off. I don't, actually don't mind socks. Socks and shoes. I don't think I've seen sho- socks
3: and Oh, shoes I've seen like bare feet. feet. You've seen bare
1: feet? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen people like with flip flops, you know?
0: It's the same thing. Even that bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: Uh, I've seen socks and shoes off. I just don't like seeing people's feet. Just
0: in general. I mean, I've seen them like socks and shoes off and like feet propped up, sort (laughs) of. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And people, I've actually been on a plane before where people in their stocking feet have like tried to extend their legs then like through, like like between the window and my seat. So all of a sudden I have a foot kind of emerging. Like near my elbow.
0: Now let let me tell you something. I'm gonna remind you something. Yes. Last summer, you and I were in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh my God. We went to a baseball game. Yes. And it was Atlanta I think I've Braves. Heard about this. Joe, Joe yes. and I were sitting. Joe and I were sitting. You know, on in our seats, and so you know, the baseball stadium, they have the stair stepping effect, and the people sitting in the row just by, above us. Yeah. The guy had his shoes and socks off, and the feet were right next to Joe's head. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I took a picture of it, <laughs> and it was awesome. It was, <laughs>
1: It's like this, the abuse. Can we oh push, my god! Picture out. And okay. by the way, he's got. Can we his update bare feet? the uh, podcast album art for this episode. Yeah. He's got his speak.
0: bare feet. He's got his bare. And it's like you know, there's like peanut <laughs> shells and
1: like. Oh my god! You think there's about all the things that the you ground. love, like you know, going in between your toes, like some peanut yeah. shells just being. So the
3: last question I have for you, as far as responding to what I'm seeing, we we. we <laughs> oh my god! There it is. Here. Yeah, there I you. got it. We'll we'll share that. Can we make that the album art up like, on, on, the, the on the podcast? We'll do Charing that. Check it out. We'll make sure we tweet that out with everything else. Okay. One last response, because I, I am the, the resident uh, Twitter follower of, of, of many of our progressive friends. And so the, the – uh, Who
1: gave you that title?
3: I did. It's uh, <laughs> self-described. Anyway, so, so one of the arguments being made after this mask mandate was was lifted, at least temporarily – is that? Oh, I guess for liberty, Day, I'm going to go. I'm going to light up a cigarette on on the plane tomorrow because that's my right, and that's I mean that's it's my great place to do it.
1: Wonderful, let's
3: do it. You're you're in favor of smoking what? on the plane?
1: Yes, absolutely. There's no problem with that,
3: Scott. No, I oppose
1: that. I oppose that. <laughs> All
4: right. This is I'm going to sound like the crazy libertarian in the room, but like sure, there should be smoking and non smoking planes, just like there should be smoking and non smoking restaurants. Just like it's, I don't care like, if you wear a mask. Yeah. But, but like, you should
1: have to wear shoes. Why not?
4: Didn't people used to smoke on planes? Yeah, they did, but they everybody, did. Hated everybody hated it. <laughs> well, and then they stopped it.
3: All right. Just curious about that. Wow, that
2: broke down on a... I wasn't expecting that. was that. not I am
3: opposed to smoking on a plane, and I think that they ought to be able to, uh, to enforce that. You it, can, what?
1: Like someone should get arrested for it? Sure. Thrown in jail? Why not? <laughs> Dra- drawn drawn <in> and quartered. <laughs> Maybe the
3: shoe bits. Maybe, Depends <laughs> on many. Maybe eighths, not quarters.
2: Alright. So <laughs> Alright.
3: Time for Kevin's quiz. Kevin's quiz.
2: Welcome everybody. Uh, this week's quiz is called Yes or No. I'm going to describe a situation through a series of statements. Uh, uh, play play some video quizzes. Hopefully Joe won't in- won't ruin this quiz. Uh, and I'll ask. Well, that's true. He
0: did ruin the last
2: one. Yes. He was just so good.
1: Guys, I'm going to defend him. He was just too good. Like, he was just too smart. Can can I start? Your questions weren't
2: hard enough. Unless
3: Sean is (laughs) interrupting you, not me. Noted. Yes or no?
2: Number one. On Monday, Vice President Harris visited a Space Force base in California, where she announced that the United States would self-impose a unilateral ban on testing anti-satellite weapons. During her remarks, the vice president waxed poetic about the great beyond culminating with
3: space is exciting.
2: So my question to you, yes or no, space is exciting.
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, I think I think I think if you were just up there by yourself, no, it wouldn't be terribly exciting because it would be cold and you'd be dead. So, no, not to me. In, in a human context. I think generally, like for Star Wars, yes, it's pretty exciting.
2: Okay, fictional space is exciting.
1: <laughs> Sean? I'm a yes. Yes? Yeah, I think space is exciting. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I
3: it, it's, it's, it's the final it. frontier. It, d- it doesn't make you a Kamala Harris fan to admit, like, you know, I we, don't know. we believe I, I in space exploration of... and the Did excitement you... of NASA. <laughs> Did
0: you watch the whole thing, the whole speech, by I, the way? I could not. It
1: was... Did she say other things?
0: Well, the whole thing was—I mean, it was like she was talking to f- third graders. I mean, it was bizarre. She mispronounced no, she she "ball
2: rain," I believe, somewhere. in Well, there.
0: But, but the whole speech was—it was just this, like, you know, sing-songy. <laughs> like wait, wait, when you say
2: "speaking to third graders," do you mean hired child actors? It's like like the last time, time she's talking time about they space. They
0: didn't hire people. <laughs> they, they actually were real people. It was—it yeah. was a
4: weird. It was a weird deal. Oh, well, French is her first language. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <This> space. <laughs>
2: Uh, this this past week, we saw one of the notable White House traditions, uh, the Easter egg roll on the lawn. Oh, boy, did we. And no springtime celebration for the kids is complete without a life-sized human in a Easter bunny costume. My question, adult in a life-sized Easter bunny costume, yes or no?
3: Absolutely not. Amen, brother. You're against... Easter bunnies? I am. It never made sense to me. Even though I mean, the, there there are, and I I, first of all, I believe in the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus for all, all the sake of the children listening. But the whole fact of, of of I mean, Santa Claus makes sense because it's it's a human being in it, it's, it's human size. And, and I
0: mean, <laughs> <laughs> but the Easter Bunny is this, you know, is well is he? Because according what? to the poem, he's a jolly old elf. I'm not sure what size he is. All right. That said, <laughs> it never made sense for me to have this
3: anthropomorphic, uh, you know, uh, creature that somehow but, lays eggs. Yeah, it just it makes no sense. All right. So, Jared, yes or no?
4: No, I, I've never seen an Easter bunny that I didn't think was not creepy. It's just hard right. to pull off. And, yeah. and
2: creepy next to the President of the I'm United sorry, States. I'm sorry, is it the fact cool.
0: that
4: the Easter bunny is the
0: size that it is, or just that the suits are typically so poorly done that it makes it look creepy? It's both, but it's ma- It's mainly the fact that it's What if it was like a higher quality suit, maybe more like, maybe, maybe you give you the illusion it was a real rabbit? If it was, if that would be a... That would be like Jurassic that'd Park. That would be a
3: horror film. <laughs> Come to it would be so an fun. Easter celebration. <laughs> that thing would be coming over to eat your hair.
1: I'm just, All right. I'm just All asking. Right. All right, Sean. Uh, I think I'm agnostic on the matter. I don't... You have,
2: you have to take a... <laughs> it's yes or no, not shrug. What?
1: Come on. Just be for it. I think I'm for it. Like, I, yeah. Oh, I knew it. You love so freaking listen, suits. I, I, just I, so no, creepy. no. See, I grew up in the shadow of holiday he world. He also likes feet. Oh, yeah. And I grew up in the shadow of holiday world. And so, you know, we're, we're trained to... Yeah. Kevin, you're, you're holidays. This is creepy. It's creepy. Yeah.
2: And and there have been so many of them in, in like the White House has been tweeting out old pictures. I'm wondering as a taxpayer how many of these Easter Bunny suits we've bought in the last few years. And it seems like too many. I mean, as a
0: culture, though, we are trained to worship anthropomorphic <laughs> animals. I mean, mascots of right. sports teams and colleges. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we worship yeah. these things all the time. Why? Why is it that you would like? So you're hate with the, me on this. Hate the Easter Bunny, but not say the Kentucky Wildcat or so the Connecticut me? Husky or something. Are you with me then? Well, I'm just saying I get why people think it's okay well, because I, we do it all the time. I think the fact that
3: we're asking our children, our youngest children, to actually believe that it actually is a rabbit versus a mascot, <laughs> which is a representation of the team, which is different.
0: But we, we lie to our kids about all kinds of things. Well, maybe you do.
1: No, I mean... You set your kids down and you say, there's a man in this suit, don't go near him. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't <laughs> sit on that lap. Whatever you do. By the way, the White House uh, Easter
3: Bunny was, according to some, some Twitter feeds that we saw, is this a part of your quiz? Yeah. No. Uh, was the press official Megan Hayes and so, so – because she tweeted a picture of herself in the Easter Bunny outfit at her computer later on. So,
0: Didn't she, like, tackle
3: him, the president, at one point? But, so so you're, saying, you're <laughs> saying they
1: have doxed the Easter Bunny? They have doxed the Easter Bunny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: exactly. But th- this is the – but th- the fact is that he – the president was actually answering a question above all things about Afghanistan – on the white house lawn
0: and she hopped right over and, there and, uh, and she <laughs> hopped right over there and it was frightening and
1: told him that he had some Cadbury eggs that he needed to go look that's at that's
0: right but literally like but put the
3: hands up because as we know the bu- a bunny has hands and and to to wave him off and and to, and to, and, to, and it was kind of sad wildly at waving point, to get his attention when you're kinda, when an easter bunny is 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 leading away a a, a an adult human away from other people
0: <laughs> it's just somewhat disturbing especially when it's the president of the united states i will say the one disturbing thing about all this is it, it, this is the most extreme example of the secularization of a sacred religious holiday. You know, Santa Claus is a, is to some degree secular, commercialized sure. version of Christmas, although there is some religious underpinning to Saint. Nick, St. Nicholas, right. There's no religious <clears throat> correlation between the bunny. And what we're celebrating on Easter. And so it, that does make me... I
2: happy. think you're forgetting the, the great religious roots of Arbor Day, but okay.
0: I think you're forgetting that C.S. Lewis wrote an
3: entire treatise on the Easter Bunny. He did? No. No. I just thought
0: I... John was no, no, no. like, wait a second, I know Fact this. check that, Jared. Fact I check. I mean, it. so from that perspective... It, Not it, true. It's, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. All right. More number, questions.
2: Number three. We, we've talked about airplanes already. And although airplanes are known for their dry air, this week saw multiple musical performances at 30,000 feet. You could say they were both a religious experience. The first was a group of evangelizers singing about Jesus. And the second was this man. And that, of course, is an internet famous flight attendant who is singing after the the mask mandate was struck down. So my question, musical performance on airplanes, yes or no?
0: I'm a no on this. I'm a no. Because, look, if you want to sing and I can get away from you, fine. But if I'm trapped in an airplane with you, just shut the <laughs> F up and let's
4: land this plane. I didn't get on the
0: plane for the singing. And I can't escape. That's the problem.
4: Yeah, We mentioned the poll earlier about the people who who like masks on planes or whatever. It's clear to me that those people don't travel because I have the position that airports are, like, the worst place in the world from the time you step in there to the time you get to your destination, right? Like, they're hot, they're crowded, they're busy, you got to take your freaking shoes off, all those things. They
0: violate your constitutional rights the moment you walk in the door. Yes,
4: all those sorts of things. Somebody singing when I'm just trying to, like, put my headphones on and sleep and a chair that's too small next to a guy that's too big and smell like just don't just don't add any of that to the what is to me a terrible experience
2: we're just trying to make it better for you sing a little song
4: so
0: you're a no where are you joe i'm an absolutely not you're a no yeah
2: i'm gonna say yes spread <laughs> a, a little joy out there
0: so so you're telling me you would condone singing performances that you didn't sign up for on an airplane
2: these people have a talent, and if they want to make a fool of themselves in public, bring it on.
3: Now, Representative Ilan Omar of Minnesota uh, <laughs> brought this up because she was talking about, you know, what would it be like if, if she and her family had a prayer session next time they're on a plane? And a Muslim faith versus a Christian song. Does she have any uh, a g-
1: a good point there? No, she does not have a good point. I, I, I generally am against any singing or any anything.
2: Public displays of faith. Sean says no.
1: No, I'm, no, 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 no. No, that's no. not what he said. <laughs> that's not right. that's, that is put words not... in Sean's mouth. <laughs> Golly. I mean, isn't there just some not there just on the norms
0: that you tend to follow? I think that,
3: that, that's right, that's right. It's just a matter of saying, and don't impose... It's one thing, it's, it's, it's like the same... I have no problem, for instance, with a moment of silence in schools for any child or student or anywhere <laughs> to have that moment of self-reflection and to pray on their own at the beginning of class. That's wonderful. But... That student should not stand up and evangelize
0: to the rest of their class. Think about where you go. I mean, there's not that many places you go that you can't get out of. Right. Like, you can can leave your office, you can leave a store. Like, you can, I mean, you can get out of most places. You cannot get out of the airplane, you're trapped in there. So, that way, from that perspective, I think we all have to respect each other's sort of space, (laughs) you know, to some degree. Keep your shoes
2: on, keep your singing quiet. It's a good plane.
0: But also smoke.
3: <laughs> Any more quizzes? No, last one. All
2: right. uh, the fast food chain Cookout is, on Twitter, crowdsourcing where it should open a new restaurant with options including Baltimore, Louisville, Pensacola, Dotham, Alabama, and Pigeon Forge. My question, Cookout, yes or no?
3: As, as a uh, – well, in my reporting days uh, when I left the state capitol in Frankfurt to drive back to Louisville, the Cookout was a beacon of, of goodness on a hill too on, Wait, on a hill I
0: don't know what this
3: is the cookout? cookout. It is. It is a. It's a chain, but it's. It's basically. It. It, it literally. Is, it t- the burgers taste like burgers that you've cooked out on your backyard, and, and the good version. Not <laughs> Where your was not, it? Your bad uncle.
1: It's right there, the first Frankfurt exit going to. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes, on yeah. the left side.
3: It's, it's on the a left side there. yellow sign with it's red letters right? over on the left, and you're coming into the oh. capital. And the milkshakes are thick and really mm-hmm. to die for. And so and it's, say, it's absolutely it's yes. cheap. You
1: can get like a burger, a quesadilla, yeah. And a milkshake for. Like they $5. have. $5. They have. You can get so much food there.
0: For a relatively low price. So I, it's I, high quality. I'm hearing three yeses. Never had it. Never had it? Yeah, I don't even know what this is. I guess I'm going to go now. We We're gonna go. Take him we to cookout.
2: This is a yes. Bring cookout to
0: Louisville. Do you eat there? Yes. There's a restaurant. Like you, you know, I've never there? eaten there.
3: I've only gone through the drive-thru because through I've always,
0: always oh. been on the way back to Louisville. Do you, you sit can, in lawn chairs? You can eat there. You can eat <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> Are my cousins there? Like, what happens? When you go? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> there is a rule you can only have one a week. So you can only have one meal there a week because it's a cookout. I, Can't. I got
0: you.
3: Let me parlay on, on, on Kevin's yes or no here to ask you guys your opinion about this Kentucky story this past week that got a lot of national attention about the K- uh, Kentucky man who's going to be – he was awarded in a court verdict of $450,000 in, in, in a nutshell – he suffers from anxiety disorders and panic attacks. He had asked his company not to celebrate his birthday as it normally does for other workers. So he saw that they do birthday parties for other people. He said, hey, I don't like this, don't do this for me. They did one anyway. Had a panic attack in his car later on. He, they had a meeting later on uh, the next day with him about you know about the uh, this incident, triggered yet another panic attack. He got very upset. He kind of became visibly upset to the point where they were afraid he was going to become violent. Ultimately, as a result of that, because the his bosses perceived that he might be going off on them, he got fired. He got fired because, well, it all depends on h- what narrative you listen to. Some in, in the headlines, it's been very simplistically said he was fired because he didn't want a birthday party. But ultimately, he was fired because the bosses thought that he was going to have too visceral a reaction to the fact that they belittled him after they gave him a birthday party. So, that said... You've all read the story. Sean? It
1: just seems to me like multiple failures on the part of either the business or the employee for not knowing whether or not this, like, you know, there are processes for reporting if you have a condition like this, you know, and HR departments and things of that nature. It just seems like this kind of got out of hand, like, all over the place.
4: Yeah, I, my initial thought was I, I imagine you're going to see these more frequently. Uh, I think more people are... Dealing with anxiety or, you know, all these sorts of things. And so companies got to figure this out because this is uh, not a cheap, you know, uh, if birthday cake was $12, you probably did not <laughs> think you're going to end up paying 450000 plus that. So uh, it, it, we got to figure it. These companies have to figure this out.
0: Let me ask you a question. Does anybody really want their company to throw them a birthday party?
3: This to me is sort of like the Christian singing on a plane. It's like, I enjoy this so much, I'm going to share my goodness with you, <laughs> and you should like it because I love it so much. And this is what this is an example of. It's like I'm going to project on you all the things that I think are great about having a birthday party. I might be saying I don't really do that. I don't want that. And just because it makes you feel good doesn't mean I just have to sit here and take it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I don't mind company gatherings for, but throwing a birthday party for every employee. I don't
2: know. I think people t- make too much of their birthdays. But if you could have Michael Scott come in and sing you happy mm-hmm. birthday at your office birthday party, I'm in.
3: Now I will say, though, despite all of that, but I have been told by the employees, at, at, at the people who work in my department that <coughs> uh, I'm the manager of, um, that I need to have a little bit more fun. On your birthday or just generally? Just generally. You? Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, I, I can't I believe they beat up on you like that.
3: I, they actually gave me a, a, a plaque for like a little 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 nameplate for my desk uh, two Christmases ago that says Joe Arnold at the top that's accurate and then it says Master of Fun and Beautification because of my efforts to beautify the bluegrass across the state here and I found out later on that it was tongue in cheek
0: they didn't mean it <laughs> they didn't mean it they didn't mean it you didn't get the joke right away I didn't it was too bad I actually wanted them to believe it now anyway. let me ask you a question yes. if you were this if you were a I, I wonder how this thing's gonna affect this guy's future employment prospects because once you've sued a company and gotten a judgment like this i mean what what's the next employee you're it's gonna say be
1: hard to be employed again you know i mean i i wonder about things like that
3: well then again if, I, if this is a whole other issue uh, but the, the the future of remote work means that office birthday parties are going to be less and less into the future
1: be, i mean you can always uh, i like the office birthday party you do yeah i'm pro that why
2: I just, what what is the total amount of time that can be spent on this? I think if it's any more than like twenty five minutes, it's gone too long.
1: I'd say about thirty minutes, about a half hour maximum.
3: I guess it all depends on how many birthdays you're celebrating throughout the year, too. You get too big of
1: a company, you're just doing it every week. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you know, you got five hundred employees. The whole you don't have to provide cake for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you might get sued for leaving somebody out. <laughs> right. That's right. Well, well so you, you should also cake. have pie instead of cake. <laughs> If
3: perhaps, your office, a good cobbler? perhaps your office. Perhaps your office, if you serve cobbler, is the happiest place. <laughs> the happiest place on earth. And speaking of which, Walt Disney World in Florida, taking it on the chin as we speak. There are some. <laughs> there is some legislation moving in the uh, the legislature there in Florida against, of all places, Walt Disney World. That was good. a masterful transition. Just. Oh, you like that? Yeah, that was good. He's a trained professional. That's why we hired him
2: <laughs> it was so seamless until you drew a lot of attention to it so
3: thank you Kevin uh, so obviously disney gets a lot of of exceptions in the law in in florida
0: yeah it's like the vatican they get to do whatever they want even if they're inside of another country i mean it, i know it, it, I, I, I mean, no, it is it's like lotoso or, or, yeah. yeah, exactly it, 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 it probably it is. is the closest thing to like an american <laughs> vatican city well they have their own police department their own
3: fire department the leader wears a hat i mean it's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> like the <Vatican. laughs>
3: unbelievable. Okay, so on that, are you comparing? Never mind. Okay, uh, so the question is, uh, <laughs> Ron DeSantis though is he is he overstepping here? To to it's one thing for people to be upset for, for dis. About, the reason for much of this, of course, and this all the the Disney recent controversy has been about the LGBTQ plus. Um, controversies and where they thought that Disney was uh, taking on too much of, of that progressive agenda versus just being a company in Florida. And this appears to be more of a response to that than anyone really being upset about Disney's arrangement that's been in place for, you know, 70 years. So the question is: Is Ron DeSantis overstepping here, or do you think he's still he's been he's pretty much pitched a perfect game here the last couple of years on most of his decisions in Florida and how they've been borne out? COVID, especially, but is this is this maybe taking it one step too far?
0: You know, some conservative voices I know that we listen to uh, tonight. I haven't had a chance to read everything yet, so I, this is one of these I'm still considering because a lot of people I respect seem to be coming down against DeSantis on this. Just to take the other side of it, though. You know, it's not just the don't say gay, so-called don't say gay bill. You know, since that happened, all these videos came out of these Disney executives, you know, saying what they were planning to do with these extremely liberal agendas. And so I think there's a lot of pressure building. This is a political analysis. I think there's a lot of pressure building inside the Republican Party for the leadership of the party to push back on these woke corporate executives who are trying to, you know, essentially impact our national political discourse from unelected but very powerful positions, such as being the head of or top position at Disney. And so DeSantis finds himself in the unique position of being able to directly take on one of the corporations that's obviously under the microscope right now by the Republicans for throwing its woke weight around. You know, last summer it was like Delta and Coca-Cola and Georgia, and there are other examples, but right now once again, because some people in politics are super lucky, Ron DeSantis finds himself in the right place at the right time in terms of responding to this pressure building that I'm I'm describing. So I don't know as a policy matter if, if, if I feel great about it as a conservative, but I get it as a political matter. I really do.
1: The, the other thing that I would say is would, would Disney or DeSantis or any of these actors be in this position if the media... Had not totally botched the narrative about what this bill or any of that stuff. It, the, the same thing that they did in Georgia with the voting law. Yeah, uh, they, they totally did. They grabbed onto this catchphrase, right. and there was tons of national news coverage about it. And it kind of boxed both sides in to what they had to do. That this there was going to be a fight. Um, And so I I, kind of blame, again, the media for the way that they've they've created this situation. Well,
0: the media, I agree with you, completely botched this situation. But if you are the CEO of Disney and you have all these people at your disposal and all this money and all these resources, and you don't take the 10 minutes that it would have been taken to figure out what's real about this legislation and what isn't, But But the problem is,
3: I mean, if I could, Sean, is is that it doesn't really matter what's real about the legislation. It has to do with what's real to your constituency, which in this case they decided to put the interests of their employees, or at least a portion of their employees, ahead of facts and ahead of the general public. I
0: I, I hear you, but is there also no no, uh, corporate responsibility, if you're in a corporate leadership position, to tell your employees the truth?
1: There used to be, there used to be, but this new culture in which we're living in, these corporations, whether it's the New York Times with Barry Weiss, whether it's Disney, all of these, all of these corporations are beholden to their employees more than anybody else. I, I don't disagree with that. A, a and, portion and, of and well, to, uh, and, but they don't they don't want to no they don't want to educate them they don't want to talk about it they, they are they are beholden to them. And so you're so,
0: saying some of the most powerful people in our culture. Are, have already basically given up on the idea that our country will be governed via some basic truth versus just narratives. I mean, it's truth versus narratives. And in this case, a narrative form. It's my truth, though. And, and this guy, the CEO, could have said, I've researched this, and I don't think it's right for our company to engage in this because I'm not sure what's being reported is... True, I understand your concerns. I'm sympathetic to your views, but it's my job. I have to make decisions based on not media reports but on actual facts. You don't think that would have been, in retrospect, what he wishes he had done? Oh, given, right. I mean, look, they they wandered into the wrong saloon. Right. I mean, they wandered into the wrong saloon and shot first.
1: I think you're absolutely right. And now that, somebody's locked the door behind them. That, that that's probably like what he wishes he could do, but yeah. I think. The, the small-p political reality of that these leaders of these corporations are in is that they feel like their hands are tied. But what would well, have been well, a worse if outcome? It, in a,
0: if we could go back in time, doing what he did now, which has led to Ron DeSantis kicking his ass all over Tallahassee, or my plan, tell the truth, even if there had been internal blowback, what is worse?
1: What's well, a worse I, outcome? Again, I, I agree with you that there is the, the way that they should have behaved. But what I'm saying is I don't think that's the reality in which we live anymore because the last three or four big blow-ups like this have gone the opposite way. And I don't think there's any courage on the, the part of these people to, to do what you're talking about.
2: You say they're so afraid of their employees. Are they afraid of everybody walking out? Like,
1: yes.
3: actually?
2: Fight? Yes, they are. Yes. I agree with that. Ha- has, and, has, and, the, is there an example of when that's actually well, happened? First when of
3: it, all, and, this is not the, and, and, and in that regard, the, the Disney workers who are of that – progressive or woke mindset uh, do have some power because of the fact that the, of the workforce crisis that is facing America right now. If ever you wanted to exact your views... I mean, these,
2: but
1: they're still upset these with are how the Disney handles people. Guys, these right. are the they're same still people, threatening walkouts. These same people can't... I mean, they're, they're censoring their own movies in,
0: in China. China
1: in order to make a buck.
0: Right. right. I just, at some point, a CEO who's beholden to a board of directors and shareholders in my i mean maybe okay. this is a quaint view don't they have the responsibility to say it's my job to do what's in the best interest of this company vis-a-vis the reason this corporation exists this corporation exists to do x this is how we make money that's how I'm able to employ you all i am i have a fiduciary responsibility i am not a social change agent i am beholden to my job here as as the leader of this corporation don't
1: i I don't think we disagree i don't think we disagree on that that's how they should behave i I think that you know to take it back to the elon musk thing i think that that's why that you know i was listening to some news coverage about this disney situation and one of the shareholders that did an interview with cnbc or whatever said well i was at the shareholder meeting and there was nobody there raising an alternative view it was just the woke people showing up expressing their view and so we need more people to get involved. Well, I, and to I guarantee put pressure you,
0: on. I guarantee there are employees inside of Disney somewhere who actually wish their company had done the opposite. Right. Well But to back to Sean's point before,
3: though, and this is sort of the ESG movement among corporate boards and, and stockholders and, and corporations, this is the, the narrative going forward. And then the question becomes, from a, just a sociological or societal view, is this the way the world is going anyway? I mean, you could make, one could make the argument from a fiduciary standpoint as to say your notions of Ron DeSantis' world of and, and and the Republican view of that legislation is going to be outdated in a very short period of time because the world is moving in a different direction. The world is moving toward a direction where, where they, there is a belief that ultimately will take hold that children should be educated about about sexual orientation in first grade and i'm telling you that that's the question is and and this is this is the reason why it's called a culture war is someone's winning and someone's losing i don't know what direction we're going in this country but i'm telling you if you are of the belief though beyond what your own personal beliefs are as a corporate executive that i believe that regardless of what my personal beliefs are that's the direction that we're going maybe he's making a decision to say i want to be on that side of it because that's the future
0: I don't know. I mean, that that is a massive risk considering all of the possible negative implications. And by the way, they're now coming true. I mean, I guess the legislature in Florida is going to pass this legislation that's detrimental to Disney's interests. And it's not like you could just pick up Disney World and move it. I mean, it's, it's different than your where would standard. You, where would you go if you had to? Re, if, if they had to go someplace else, but California because they're already there. I mean, you'd have to go somewhere that would accept your politics. I mean, that's the Guam. thing. Guam. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Very right. nice, very nice. You know, by the way, DeSant you know, Florida's interesting. DeSantis kinda saved the theme park industry. Yeah. By essentially having right. free Florida yeah. before anybody else, and you could go to Florida and you could go and I mean I went to Disney World in Thanksgiving of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And there weren't many places you could go. I mean, he kinda saved those guys.
2: I bet the folks over at uh Universal are having a great day this week.
0: <laughs> I I tell you, I just the Wading into these cultural issues without thinking about the political... I mean, you wonder what kind of advice. There'll be a book written about this, or there'll be an expose about this. I'll be fascinated to know what advice this guy got from who, and did he just disregard a bunch of good advice, or did he get a bunch of crap advice? That's what I want to know.
3: Speaking of uh, some extreme views or or the way that people view... Um, uh, different uh, perspectives of progressives or, or the woke nature of our world, there is a very uh, popular Twitter account, Libs of TikTok, uh, that was exposed, for lack of better words, by the Washington Post reporter... Uh, doxed. Dale Taylor-Renz. Yeah. So explain to me what you mean by doxed.
0: Well, I mean, as I understand it, and, you know, the kids may tell us different, but it's basically taking an anonymous... Kids, an anonymous, yeah, that's you, an an anonymous, (laughs) someone who wishes to remain anonymous, yes, person and exposing their personal information, name and location and occupation, etc., etc. I have it right.
1: Yeah.
0: So this Washington Post reporter, boomer,
3: (laughs) this Washington Post reporter who is sort of like the technology reporter for the Post decided to, and who herself, by the way, in the past has complained about people doxing her
0: or exposing
3: personal information.
0: Oh no, not just complained. Gone on television and, and whined and cried about it. Literally claimed she had PTSD from it. But go on.
3: But then she herself is the person who has championed this coverage to try to un- actually to uncover the person. And it almost what's interesting about it is that her her account here in the Washington Post of, of sort of like tracking down the uh, you know the person behind lives of TikTok is sort of like hunting down Joseph Mengele in South America. It, it, almost, and is, there, there's this equation here of like this, this person is that evil versus just somebody who's behind, frankly, a pretty entertaining Twitter <laughs> account, which is just kind of... Dis- and to me, here's the thing. If I am a woke progressive... I kind of like Lives of TikTok because these people are getting more attention amplified across the entire spectrum. If you truly are putting first of all, if you're putting something out on social media, do you want someone to
0: see it? Yes. Okay. So what has Lives of TikTok done for these people? She has she has become a content farm right for everyone that the progressive left hates. Chiefly Tucker Carlson. Right. Right. Who has taken libs of TikTok and amplified it, and the content she's creating, and the content, by the way, is just her clipping, right? Progressives on the internet doing right. asinine things. But
3: these are all, for the most part, it's not even being edited. It's it's, it's, it's literally just saying, "Here's a video. Here's a video." They put it, post it on there. I'm going to like share it. I don't see how that is. I
0: mean, I, I'm just. I mean, I'm struggling to figure out because they know in their hearts that if more people see how they really feel and how they act. They'll never win another election. That's, I mean, they're not stupid. I mean, they're stupid, but they're not stupid. I mean, they. I mean, truly, I mean, that's the deal. Like they, they realize that their most committed supporters, after this mask mandate was lifted, did you see all the tweets from people wearing masks and right. goggles and hoods and helmets saying, "I'll never let a Trump judge, you know, stop me." And I mean, that's Joe Biden's base. That's who they are. But, but some of them know. My God, if. if 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 these people get out, we're going to be even less popular than we already are. That's the problem with libs of TikTok in the eyes of Taylor Lorenz. She is exposing the left for what they are. And the more they are exposed, the worse it gets. And so, therefore, we must shut down the people exposing
3: them. I still don't understand how you're exposing someone on Libs of TikTok. Because
0: you're taking someone with 100 followers and putting it on Tucker Carlson who has millions of viewers. That's how. But right. I
3: mean, okay, there's an easy way to to avoid being exposed, and that's not to post your views on TikTok anyway. See, they
0: can't control all their supporters, but they can stop. They know they have the power to stop somebody who is monitoring it. their supporters. So
3: they, they want they – want, okay, I see now. So because they can't control – and 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 they can't, they can influence can't keep, the the worst among them. Yes, they
2: want Twitter to be the blue check echo chamber. I they see. want TikTok yes. to just be them. They, they want
3: a, they want an editor, and 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 not they don't. Speech. No, they just
2: don't want conservatives anywhere near their platforms. They I, already think that they only don't want exist to speak to
3: there. themselves and not let any other people in on the joke.
1: Right. Well Joe, let me let me read you this. This is a Twitter DM that Taylor Lorenz. That's a direct sent. message, by the way. Yeah. I have received <laughs> DMs
0: before. Whoa. Someone slid into your legs and I have never responded to them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Because you couldn't figure out how, how? to buy the tab. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised to hear about that. So so People, this was you're, all jerks. you're you're a former journalist, a recovering one. So I'm proud. What is does what is your journalist antennae say about this? This is a DM that the reporter sent to an account said hello i'm just following up here you have been mentioned as the administrator of the libs of tiktok account on twitter and i need to turn my story in today is it your account please let me know asap because you are being implicated as starting a hate campaign against lgbtq people if you are unaffiliated with the account i want to be sure to set the record straight if it is i would be love to speak to you about it please give me a ring it went farther than those so threats. I know. It, I'm just. I'm giving you that. So, can yeah. I react to that as a former journalist. What do you think about that? I, <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Well, I mean, first of all, I have I reached out to people
3: before and tried to get them to comment on a story, and they, hey, listen, I'm trying to confirm something sure. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it, it it seems to be a fairly pre framed. You know, going in, obviously, rather than saying I'm doing a profile piece on little TikTok, I would love to talk to you. So I, you know, but obviously, yes, you're being accused of murdering puppies and and uh, and and being against the, the, you know, the First through Seventh Amendments.
0: You know, please give me a shout. There's a guy. I don't know this guy, but I saw him because Josh Kraschauer, friend of the pod, uh, tweeted his a thread tonight named Peter Savodnik, who writes uh, for Vanity Fair, among others. But he had a thread. I'm just going to read some of what he... Because I think this is instructive. Number one, regarding the piece. Quote, it's poorly written and edited. The post should be embarrassed, but probably isn't. Number two, it it neglects to discuss in any substantive way the videos that have made libs of TikTok so prominent. Right. The themes, ideas, arguments that have upset so many. In an ideal universe, it would have reported on the content that has outraged so many parents. The role of the reporter, presumably is not to decide whether those parents should or should not be outraged, but to delve into their anger to try to make sense of it. But Lorenz was apparently uninterested in all that. That would have required empathy. Her piece reflects the brokenness of the mainstream media discourse, which doesn't engage, but talks past trafficking in half-truths and ad hominem attacks in pursuit of ever-narrowing slivers of audience. The thing is, as its audience has grown, Libs of TikTok has gotten worse. Its videos have shifted from the undeniably outrageous to those that are up for interpretation. In a rush to placate the likes of Tucker, it's lowered its standards. Finding good stuff is hard. A better piece would have traced this decline and asked the question, can one build an audience while staying honest? Then it goes on from there. I thought that was a pretty honest thread.
4: Yeah, I, the first thing I'll say, if you haven't read the piece, I would encourage you to read it, but it's not that enlightening, right? Like, there's right. not no. that much to it. It's not like a huge deep dive. They basically just figured out like this account had a different uh, like at this woman's name. Yeah, like six she years changed her name. Changed, changed right. her names like, like four times over
1: the course of the last decade. Great. If you, you had do, never,
0: if you had never seen anything on live, this yeah. piece would not tell you what is being posted. It does not describe in any way the videos, other than to say they are they are hate videos, right. which I'm not sure is true.
4: Yeah. This, basically,
0: I don't agree with, and so, but it doesn't say you know these are just videos being copied from other accounts and reposted
4: yeah you would think that there are videos of like people chasing down LGBT kids in the streets and they're like let's do this this <laughs> yeah. is what we want to do i mean it's just reposting these things that the the really kind of the thing that stuck out to me the most was eight hours ten hours after this was released the washington post put out a statement <laughs> in defense of taylor and the piece if you have to do that you know you've messed up, right? Like you know it wasn't a good piece. You know, I, I don't happen. know.
2: I think they love this because
1: everyone's talking oh, about the I Washington agree. Post today.
4: I just mean that you know the sort of journalistic integrity, if there is they, any, over there.
1: She also gone. she also reached out to Ron DeSantis' communications director. Yes, press secretary. and said, sorry, press secretary. Jeez. Oh, and said, Stickler. said I'm on deadline. <laughs> right. Can you tell me what your relationship is with this account? You have one hour. <laughs> tick, tick, tick. <laughs> and and Christina Pushaw wrote back, my relationship? I've liked and retweeted it a few times, but we're like, what are you talking about? And they said, okay, well, well, we'll write that you declined to comment on your relationship. Right.
0: I mean, is it of any news value at all who this person is? Well, again. Oh, the, but this, she has all, Because it's not her. But again, it's back to Joseph Mengele.
3: And that is that is that there is. this is a an, a an article written for The Bubble which is to say we all are already in agreement that this is an awful, terrible, hate speech site that needs to be taken down. That, that, is, that is going into it. We've already established that as fact. We all agree on that as Washington Post readers. As a result, the discovery of who it is is important because that way, that's the first step in being able to actually take it down. It, the, the, but back to Jared's point, too, there's been, and in your point as far as reading the Twitter thread, there is no curiosity to actually explain what this actually is and, and what, what the videos actually do. And, it, and of course, the videos are funny. I'm sorry, because it just exposes the ridiculousness of much of the wokeness of the world.
0: Yeah, this, this is another uh, another step down the road of intimidating people out of the public square. I mean, this is a feature of the left right now. That if you engage in speech that we don't like, we'll try to cancel the speech, cancel you, drive you out of the public square. Track
2: down your family, show up at their house, uh, and no, I'm intimidate not, I'm
0: them. I'm not, I'm not going to excuse this as saying,
3: you know, the, as far as silver lining here. But I, I would have to believe in the same way as Libs of TikTok has has made some progressives that have posted on their own personal TikToks much more famous than they otherwise would have been because of the amplification effect. My guess is Libs of TikTok has also picked up quite a few followers today as a result of Washington Post promoting
0: it. You know what else I noticed, and this might have been the worst thing, is that when Lorenz went to her house and they took a picture Our of the report Rose, and took a picture of the report through the door. She was outside. She was wearing a mask wearing outside. A mask, yeah. And I just, I, I'm just saying. Mask outside. Super weird. (laughs) All right. What have we
3: seen, read, and heard this past week as we wrap up Fly Over Country with Scott Jennings? Kevin?
2: This is something I'm seeing and we will keep seeing. Uh, Joe said we're recording this Wednesday night. Earlier tonight, Wednesday, uh, the U.S. Capitol was evacuated in the middle of the day because an aircraft flew too close and people were... Governor Ernie Fletcher? Not this time. People were parachuting out. And it turns out it was the U.S. Army because they were parachuting into Nat Stadium for a baseball game, and someone had forgotten to tell the Capitol Police. Uh, the, the police are already putting out a big mea culpa and saying they shouldn't have evacuated the Capitol. Um, there's more to come on this story, I think. Um, it doesn't look good.
0: Mm. Anything for you, Scott? Yes, I am just getting into the Brett Bayer book called To Rescue the Republic. Ulysses S. Grant the Fragile Union and the Crisis of 1876. I've just started it, and uh, I've been looking forward to this. This one has been on my list for quite some time. So, look forward to a future report. But I'm a big Brett Bayer fan, and and uh, and everybody said good things about this one.
4: Yeah, Scott, you mentioned you were in uh, Boston for the Boston Marathon uh, this week, which is obviously kind of a big weekend in Massachusetts. Patriots Day, schools are closed. Uh, the Red Sox play early that day. Um, really cool story out of the Boston Boston Marathon this year. There's always typically a, a few stories, but uh, Henry Richard, the brother of Martin Richard, who was, was the youngest victim of the Boston Marathon bombings. Uh, Henry Richard, uh, 21 years old, I believe, uh, ran the marathon for the first time this year in sort of memory of his brother and the Martin Richards foundation. Really, really cool story to see him, uh, the video of him crossing the finish line and and hugging his, his sister and his mom and dad. Um, kind of my connection here, Martin Richards parents met at the college that I went to. And there's a statue of Martin Richards uh, on Bridgewater States, uh, campus, the the famous one of him holding that, that sign, uh, no more hurting people peace. So, uh, it was always cool. Something I saw most days walking to class. And so really, really cool story to see, uh, Henry Richards, uh, run. I mean, I can never imagine running 26 miles. So, very cool story, really good um, organization there too with Martin Richards. Sure. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm driving to Frankfurt most days. And uh, so Pass I do a little, cookout. Do a little,
1: I hit up the cookout on my way home a lot of nights. Uh, but uh, one thing that I've started to do on my morning commute is uh, listen to a different variety of podcasts. But one that I'm really enjoying, it's about a 15 minute show, is uh, Morning Wire by The Daily Wire. It's a bit, They're a competitor to uh, to uh, the daily of the New York Times mm-hmm. And so I highly recommend that if you're a, a conservative or in flyover country and you're looking to get a hit of you know 15 20 minutes of the top headlines of what are going on in the day, what's going on in the country, the morning wire is a is a good podcast to listen to.
3: I want to point out and it's already we mentioned it last week on the podcast that uh, you can you can listen to Scott's interview with the Senate uh, Republican leader Mitch McConnell. At the Kentucky Chamber uh, one week ago, and but you I, you, I was reminded about that Sean when you brought that up because many of those wire services, those morning wires, have picked up Scott in the last week. And it, what's interesting about this, it's it, it's it's interesting after something is posted online, people discover it at different times. So I've seen reporting out of your interview with McConnell three, four, five days later. Yeah, uh, out of all that because he had a lot of things to say in 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 an hour long conversation. Speaking of which, a quick I, mean, I mentioned it as well last last week. We had a great. Uh, I'm the I'm the president locally here in Louisville of a group called the Louisville Forum, and on this on this day Wednesday the 20th uh, we have finally posted uh, on our YouTube page there and our on our Twitter follower you can see Louisville Forum on on Twitter the video of last week's forum which is just an electric forum debating the Kentucky Derby and some of the the drug allegations against uh, Bob Baffert the trainer but we have Clark Brewster Baffert's attorney and we have a horseman locally named Gene McLean going at it I recommend. Following and, that on YouTube and Clark
0: Brewster, we learned at the forum not just G, uh, not just Bob Baffert's lawyer Stormy Daniels, but also but also <laughs> the lawyer for Stormy Daniels, Post Avenatti That's right. So it's so a pretty pretty interesting check it character.
3: out. If you if you could follow Louisville Forum on Twitter, I'd appreciate that.
0: All right, Scott, take us home. Anything? Well, uh, I don't have much else to say. I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm so grateful for the audience. It's been a crazy week. It's only Wednesday night. I just I just feel like people are going crazy out there. And uh, we're glad to be able to talk about it on this podcast every week and share our thoughts and feelings with you. So, coming up uh, in Flower of a Country, we have what do we have coming up? We have the Kentucky Derby coming up very soon, and uh, we're looking forward to that. And I know I am. Were you gesturing, Kevin? Tell them to give us five stars. If you like what you hear, oh, <laughs> five stars. Five stars. Subscribe. Leave a post comment. Post it. Please tell your
3: friends. Please, please share it with your friends. Use that social media. Yeah go from there
1: don't send the link to someone and you know sit on it for like five
3: years (laughs) (laughs) and with that thanks for listening to Fly Over Country with Scott Scott Jennings Jennings.
0: (laughs) Fly Over Country with Scott Jennings is a production of Bluegrass Media Lab coming to you from the heart of Middle America Louisville, Kentucky if you like what you heard subscribe to Fly Over Country on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you find your favorite podcast.